Welcome to the All About Relationships podcast. It is episode number 168. Both Audrey and I in this episode kind of share some personal stories or journeys that we've been going through most recently of involving ourselves with people's pain. And sometimes you just wish that they would, you know, maybe avoid that journey. And, you know, how, how or where do we get involved in helping them along the way? I really don't have much more to say than that. So all I'm doing is inviting you to jump into this honest conversation that we have with one another. So we're your hosts, Bob and Audrey. Let's get started. I think we all want to have great relationships with our kids, our adult kids, our parents, our friends. I mean, great relationships is where quality of life is amazing. And I think one of the questions that we get a lot is, what is my role? What is my responsibility to help those around me, how to love them well? Yeah. And I think what you're saying here, Audrey, is, you know, what do I really want? You Mm -hmm. know, that's one. That's the desire that I have, which I believe is extremely powerful within relationships. Because what we want to do with desire, then you're able to walk away with a reward. Yeah, that's true. So what you're looking for is that out of this desire of having healthy, right relationships, I believe that there's a reward or benefit that we're actually Mm -hmm. looking for. Absolutely. And our rewards might be personal. It might be, I don't know exactly what you love in a relationship, but whatever you love in relationships, that's your reward. And um, so I'm excited about the podcast today Mm -hmm. because I'm going to really tell you a personal story of how I get messed up and I end up sabotaging relationships without any intention of doing so. And I think I'm being loving. Does that make sense, Bob? Okay, say it again. Okay. Sometimes, this is going to be personal today for me, because in the last few weeks, I've realized that out of my desire to help and have compassion and have empathy, there have been times when I've actually stunted the growth of -hmm. those around me because I want them to feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. and I don't feel comfortable if people aren't doing well, especially the ones I love, obviously. Obviously, the ones I love a lot. Yeah. As you may have heard in our previous podcast, uh, that we're kind of working on some new material, um, yes. really trying to help people with their communication <laughs> and that sense of safety and connection one with another, maybe some exercises, whatever it might be. But again, it's nothing that we can offer anyone else that we haven't first experienced and worked it through <laughs> Forget ourselves. Forget that word experience, Bob. And so it's, it's coming in layers, people. <laughs> yes. You know, just be a little patient with us because it's in layers. We are experimenting with our own material yeah. and we're having quite the dynamic conversation. Which is fine. It, it's <laughs> wonderful. In fact, it's fine, Audrey. It's fine. <laughs> and so I'm feeling more connected yeah, with but, you. But what I, yeah, you, you said that earlier today. Yeah. And it's and I just like, what do I do with that thought? You know, so d- <laughs> does that mean you didn't feel connected? Right. Um, so anyhow, so with all of this, uh, this is a part of us kind of working it through, mm-hmm. you know, with you. And, and we know that if we have challenges yeah. in certain areas, even with our kids or with and 
you know, I, I always mention our kids, but you know, we have these amazing kids. That's yeah, not what do. it's about, but we want, we just have these little things that we just want to be such good parents that sometimes we, we can tend to overthink and things like that. But Bob, the, the conversations with you and I, yeah. that has been interesting yeah. to me. And so I think that we're more aware of even things in our environment now that we're conscious yeah. of conversations. Sure. And I just, I remember just last night we were watching a TV show mm-hmm. and the conversation that came up in this TV show was astounding to me. Right. And it really related to what we want to talk about today when it comes to what is my role in helping you and what mm-hmm. is my role in loving you mm-hmm. when you're not doing well. I think, yeah. I when think I, when that's I'm not doing well. Yes, exactly. Okay. You have been a strong proponent of bringing joy and happiness, uh, optimism. And compassion and empathy and love and comfort. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> you know, very empathetic, yes. Yes. But Maybe I'm um, thinking more of our kids. I try and be super like, let's just not feel uncomfortable. Let's all just yes. be, let's all be happy. If it's true. If there's any sense of awkwardness, you yes. want that to go away yes. immediately. Yes. Any and sense I, of discomfort, mm-hmm. I want to bring comfort. Any sense of conflict, I want it to immediately yeah. go away. So right. that would be my there is tendencies. No, the very, very uh, limited space for a negative emotion right. with you. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just read through Because this. if there is one, then, then we've got a problem. <laughs> Houston, we've got a problem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you know what the problem is, is I'm not, haven't, have not been to this point. I'm changing. I'm realizing my own dysfunction here. Well, no, it's, it's just a depth of relationship. Yeah. And that's uh, true. And then also, you know, in our, in our parenting and, you know, and, and just really wanting to honestly help other people. Yes. So because then, we know we got to be honest with ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. And if we're having these questions in our own hearts, we know that you guys are too. So Bob, so this was a simple script that came from a TV show Yeah. and it was worth pausing and kind of writing it out. And we mm-hmm. adjusted it just a little bit for ourselves. <laughs> we took out the F words. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> those are the, all we're the giving ex- you, those are the excellent. <laughs> Points. We'll go ahead and give you the PG version of this yeah. script. Okay, so I'm first. Are you ready, okay. Bob? Okay, yeah, here, here's the script. Are we ever going to talk for real? I guess if we can't be real, what are we even doing? Well, you have not been opening up, and I just want to know why. It doesn't matter. Well, can we just not do this? Will you just tell me? Um, you were, you've been drowning mm-hmm. and you're not doing well in life yeah. and I'm here and I'm ready to pull you out and you've just cut me off yeah. and I'm your best friend. I'm a ray of light and sunshine. Yes, I know. <laughs> and you won't let me be miserable. I needed to hit rock bottom and you wouldn't let me. You couldn't read the room. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. But it's not fun to be around somebody who says everything's going my way and we can live amazing and perfect lives when mine is not. There's a sadness and a grief I'm working through. Okay, so that's the end of the script. And that's really, um, it's just wild, Bob, isn't it, to read that out loud? Yeah. Because, I mean, I think we, we chose well. Well, this is, this is actually, you know, it was one of... This was a script in our conversation probably five, six years ago. Yes, it was. You know, there was something that for me was extremely devastating, mm-hmm. and I took it extremely personal, you know, and I felt, you know, deeply rejected and hurt. 
And I was sad. Yeah. I was very, very sad. Yes. And felt, you know, like I had really failed. And it was the first time in our relationship at that at that moment where you allowed me to grieve. Yes. And and that, you know, and, and I and I felt so much love, hmm. you know, because that was true empathy. You know, was you allowing me in my sadness to be able to grieve yeah. and um, and then to be able to pull myself through. So it's been a huge growing up time for me that didn't happen over weeks, but has happened over years. Mm-hmm. It's really been surprising simply because I've had to take a look at me right. in my role as, you know, husband, as a man, as a father, you know, as, you know, whatever it might be. And it was just like, wait, you know, I, I can do some growing up here, but you allowed me the space to be able to struggle. And I knew that you were there, yeah, but you didn't come to me with rainbows and butterflies right. and sunshine, yeah. but you were able to hold me in my space, if that makes sense. It does It does make sense because I think when we love somebody so much, like a spouse or a parent or, or kids, I think that for me, when so one of my, I'll just call them my people, when one of my people aren't doing well and I'm highly acutely aware of that, I get concerned And, um, whenever we get concerned, we can have care and we can have love, but when our compassion and empathy moves into managing, I think that's when, um, that's when I get uncomfortable, Bob, Mm -hmm. with someone's anger or grief, um, that's when I can start managing and get thrown into like a fix it frenzy, you know, because I actually have a gift of, uh, feel good band-aids, I'll call them because, I want to say, you're fine. You're fine. It's really good. Like I want to make you feel good. So I'll even change the subject for something you feel good. Do you hear what I'm doing here? And I have these feel good ways to make you to feel better. It's okay. What can I get you? What can I get for you? What can I do to make this all go away? Quick, 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 as fast as possible. That's really wonderful and loving when used at the right time, but to learn to allow you and the our people to feel their struggle is something that's new for me. It's giving you that space to feel your struggle and knowing my role isn't to jump onto your journey of life and try and fix your path or make your path easier in some mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And your family of origin is also a big player mm-hmm. in this. Those were all my first introductions. Yeah. And how yes. you would, you know, navigate you know, mm-hmm. awkwardness or pain or differences, you know, that you would have with They were one never another. obvious to me yeah. in my house. I just feel like we were all fine all the time. Yeah. And so um, I wasn't, because I wasn't trained necessarily to be in a conflict situation or a painful situation, um, I just get nervous with people's negative emotions. And so my in this knowing about my personality, I get, instead of making it an excuse, I get to make it an explanation where I get to feel so secure in myself and in my role that when people around me, my people are in pain, I'm not freaked out. And I'm, this is really important. And I'm not the answer Mm-hmm. Because I immediately, especially because what we do, you know, for our day job, I mean, we're always helping people through their loneliness and their brokenness and, and whatever they're going through. And so I just want to jump in 
in my wheelhouse. Like I'm good at this. I can help, but I'm realizing that I'm not the answer and I can't just jump in to somebody else's pathway and fix their journey for them because then I'm not allowing their struggle and their pathway to bring them to where they need to get. I'm sure that we could all identify people around us, you know, that are hurting or in pain in some form or another. But are we able to be secure and not freak out over it or be nervous over another person's negative emotions? Mm -hmm. Okay, could we be stability and strength for them? Mm -hmm. Not, Not to stand distant, but to be able to move towards them and be able to be with them within their pain, if, yeah. if, if that makes sense. Yes, no, because I, I think that's, you know, more of what you did for me. So in the conversation that we're having today, I also feel I need to say um, what we're talking about is really something, you know, that we personally have been kind of growing through. And we just want to invite you into the conversation, mm-hmm. into the path and the steps, you know, that we've been taking. I also recognize that it's not extensive, meaning it's not covering all of the bases. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. That this is this is one example, and the yes. example is typically us. Yes. Okay. And so, and this, it's also a little bit evasive because we're not is, mentioning names right, or specific but this is situations. Fitting us. Yes. And so I'm not expecting that it fits you. Yes. Okay. So I want you to be able to hear. Yes. Okay. But I want you to hear our hearts and hear more than just the words, you know, that Mm -hmm. we're speaking and then be able to, because I I believe that in your relationships as well, Mm -hmm. there's some questions that you can begin to ask about what is the role that I need to be playing or what has been the role that I have Mm -hmm. and have I been unintentionally prolonging another person's journey to wholeness. Bob, you could not have said it more clearly, especially with my adult kids, because negative emotions are helpful and necessarily when we let them ricochet us. You know, in that script we read, Bob, I needed to hit rock bottom. That was the way you got to allow people to get to their bottom. And that's hard when you love someone a lot and you see them, you know, making maybe you you see them not getting their dreams in life or or something going wrong in their life. You want to get them what they want and get them, you know, with, with whatever power you have. But with, when they're having negative emotions, it's so important because when you hit rock bottom, it does ricochet us into making choices and decisions that are different, that'll benefit our lives and our future and our relationships. Those negative emotions and that ricochet can allow us to move from surface conversations to reveal what needs some loving attention. Well, the, again, emotions typically are just energy. Right, exactly. Okay. Emotions are the, are the ones that are fleeting. They come and go and they you know, quickly, Mm -hmm. but they do bring energy and they can also bring direction to our lives. But more than anything, they're an indicator. Right. They're an indicator of something else that is going on beneath the surface. Exactly. The emotions and then the abiding feelings that we have can lead us or direct our lives Mm -hmm. almost like a roadmap. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to avoid pain, but Mm -hmm. also I'm not looking for it. 
Right. I would rather embrace wisdom. Wisdom yes. is a wonderful teacher. Yeah. But as well, I'm not going to waste my pain. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we're in a, a hurtful moment, mm-hmm. this is this is a, a precious time for us to be able to, I think, to really mine out uh, those those precious gems of life mm-hmm. uh, that can lead us down a pathway that ultimately bring us to a place of a desired end of intimacy and closeness mm-hmm. of harmony and healing. oneness and yeah and healing and, and wholeness in our in our relationships and dreams coming true. Yeah. Bob, I so appreciate you talking about that pain and and letting it be that map to take you to mm-hmm. those places of those gems because I really love seeing life from a big picture and seeing life as a journey. And in this journey, there are ups and downs and there's windy places, but we are responsible and our role is for our own journey. And when I sabotage relationships is when I jump over to someone I love's journey and try and get ahead for them and move the obstructions and make their way more straight and make their way more even and make sure they, their path ahead is going to be better. And if they do this, it'll be better. So I jump ahead. Do you hear what I'm doing? I'm literally sabotaging their journey by being more concerned with their journey than my own. And I think that this happens a lot with people as we get involved in other people's business. And if I jump back years and decades ago, uh-huh. when our kids were little in grade right. school and even in junior high, high school, I, they would come home with homework and I would literally, they would say, this is so hard. And I'd say, oh, let me help you. And then I would jump in and do their homework for them. And I think that this can almost take its decades later as in adults, it's like, oh, is that hard? Let me do it for you. You know, yeah. like me, let me, I love doing homework. Let well, me do what kinda, I'm, you know, let, let me kinda, do what I'm kinda, good at. kind of funny and humorous, you know, all at the same time, because <laughs> I know that you, you've done your niece's uh, schoolwork too, written, you know, <laughs> reports for her and so <laughs> forth. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, so you're actually doing something that's extremely pleasurable for, for you, me, enjoyable. But they're learning okay? nothing. They're learning nothing. <laughs> and maybe in the big picture, people need to learn life. But what you're trying to do is to alleviate their pain. pain. Yes, and make it easier for them. Bob, I would love to make life really easy for you. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just how I roll. That's that's how I think and feel. And yet, how many times do we sabotage others' growth when we jump in and do their work for them? Yeah. You can't. It doesn't work. Yeah. This, and I believe I've shared this story in previous podcasts, but, you know, our, our dear friend, uh, Leo Godzic, who was so instrumental in the rescue of our marriage, um, he became such a dear friend of mine, you know, over the years. And years ago, you know, uh, uh, he passed away while on a missions trip in Uganda. But I need to share this story because I was going through so much pain, you know, as a result of, you know, our marital crisis. I mean, I was in I was in so much torment that I was just waiting, you know, for Leo to kind of show me a little bit of uh, <laughs> sympathy and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, just hold me and just cry with me. He's like, Bob, you didn't deserve this, you know, whatever it might (laughs) be. You know, that's kind of what I was looking for. And for years he wouldn't. And it was then years later that we did, you know, just we had such a sweet, warm, loving relationship. And he said, Bob, he says, it was one of the hardest things that I ever did. He says, I had to repeatedly 
you know, um, resist from holding you, from, you know, hugging with you and crying with you as you were going through the process. He says, but I knew, and he says, it was such a direct word from the Lord for me that I had to leave you alone because had I gotten involved, all I would have done is prolonged your healing process. Hmm. And I think sometimes we do that. I mean, the intentions are all yeah, good. exactly. You know, it, the, love is the motivation, but sometimes, and this is what he told me repeatedly, he would just challenge me with certain statements, but he would always kind of throw in this tagline, and it was simply this, Bob, you need to grow up. Hmm. Hey, what about this? What about that? Bob, it's time for you to grow up. What are you going to do? And it just constantly was, you know, thrown back at me that I had a choice here, yeah. that I had a decision that I needed to make. I could wallow in the pain mm -hmm. or I could make a decision and grow up and walk out. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes, you know, we want to shortcut things for people. Yeah. When in reality, they're, you know, it's, he never left me. I mean, he was, he was a constant in my life, mm -hmm. but he refused to be my answer. Yeah. I had to get to God's throne room of grace myself, and I had yeah. to find God's answers for me, myself. There is no substitution. I think that's kind of what we're talking about here yeah. Yeah. is that, you know, in our conversations and in our devotion and commitment towards one another, there really is no substitute to being satisfied in Jesus. Right, right. And, and again, that might sound a little cliche-ish, but it is a reality. It really is, because that satisfied is also, it's the security, mm -hmm. is that I can't depend on you to be my security. Like, no matter what, I just can't. I was reading Decree, Bob, this morning from, you know, my favorite book, Decrees yep. from the Psalms. And this one was from Psalm 146, but... Um, it just it basically said, I don't find security in the world or in people because they can't help me. God alone is my source. And then it says, I can afford to be ridiculously happy because the one who made heaven and earth is my hope. And his size and greatness and abilities are unlimited. Therefore, my abilities are unlimited because he's in me. His strength never fails, which means my strength never fails. That's this what this tells me, mm -hmm. Bob, is that when I love someone, one of my people are struggling, I'm still secure. I can stay strong, I can stay secure, I can know God is my source, and then I can see the real you, and I can see you not for what you're going through or what you're in the middle of it. I can see you already on the way out, but I won't impose all that on you, but I can believe it and see it and know it for myself, and then I can leave you to have your journey. And I can love you, and I can even help you when you ask. But other than that, I can really be comfortable with you being in pain. Mm -hmm. And that's new for me on the next level. I'm not freaked out. I'm not nervous with people's anger or negative emotions because I know that I know that all of those things have the potential to get to ricochet back up Hmm. And actually even bring contrast to how people want to feel. You have to feel the negative to have the contrast and no wait to say to yourself, wait, I don't want to feel like this anymore. What can I do to, to take a 180 in my life and change mm -hmm. things around? Yeah. There's, there's a passage in 2 Corinthians 5, 16 to 19, and I reference this constantly. Uh, and it has to deal with reconciliation. 
And I think we've heard the phrase, you know, we've all been given the ministry of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And all of us have that kind of gift from God, you know, where God in Christ pleads, you know, to us, you know, come back to God. And it says in verse 19, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting or holding people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Right, yeah. It's a beautiful message. Mm -hmm. And so I talk about reconciliation as, as being, you know, Jesus coming and taking that which is incompatible you know, with a holy God and making it compatible. To reconcile also means to involve yourself with the consequences of another person's choices mm -hmm. and to be able to make a way out for them. Okay, so that's what Jesus did for me is that he came and he identified himself. He, he felt the pain that I felt mm -hmm. and he took it on himself for me. So this is how this passage begins in verse 16, which I think is really quite profound. And it says this, so we have stopped evaluating others hmm. from a human point of right. view. Right. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for saying that. So if, if we could stop evaluating yes. one another yes. simply from a human point of view, yeah. I need a God perspective Absolutely. here. Absolutely. I'm not afraid of your pain. Nope. I'm not afraid of and I'm not the dirt or the mess you. yep. that you're involved in. Right. It's okay. I'm yeah. willing to get myself messy I don't look with at, you. I don't look at this from the earth point of view. Because w we can reconcile this and we can come out Absolutely. of it together. And I'm okay? undisturbed. Yeah, I can, I'm undisturbed I'm undisturbed this. here. I, I, you can be whatever what's going on, and I'm actually undisturbed. And I can I can live undisturbed. Because even if there's adverse appearances, like what you're saying, this situation looks harmful or unfavorable. Even though it appears that way, when I choose to live undisturbed, I allow it to have its work. You know what I'm saying? This is really the yeah. good news of the day mm -hmm. because there are adverse appearances sometimes. We all get that. And the situations that you're living through with your kids, your husband, your parents, your extended family, whatever it is, right, right. adverse really means harmful or unfavorable. Things aren't going well. Even if though it appears that way from the earthly point of view, we can choose to live undisturbed by it. We're not freaked out. We're not nervous, but we're also not going to jump in and fix it. Because I'm undisturbed, I don't have to jump in and make it different. I can allow the struggle, but I can bring a lot of love and a lot of understanding and a mm. lot of empathy without fixing. Yeah. And when we do this, I believe we bring with it just some stability or consistency. I think it's important that when people are struggling, it's not that we need to have the answers. Okay, and I think that's what you're, you know, referring to is, you know, jumping in and fixing everything. No, I don't need to bring an answer, mm -hmm. but I do need for you to know that I'm here for you. Yes. You see, and, there, and I'm not going anywhere, and that more than me just being a listening ear, I'm willing to stand with you and go through this mm. with you. Yes. You know, I find sometimes that this can be extremely difficult simply because the other may feel that you have an agenda, you know, just because of past patterns or that the trust component really isn't there. And so I think my word of encouragement to you today is be consistent, you know, really follow through with what you say you'll do when you're going to be there, be there. 
just being consistent in one another's lives. And it's not that, you know, I need to fix anything, but I'll show up for you. And, and there's a big there difference. You. I'm glad you made so. that clarification because I do want to walk beside you. I do yeah. want to walk beside my kids. Yeah. I want them to feel the closeness that I'm walking through this with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm available. They've got access to me at any yeah. moment. But that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, I'm changing their path for them. And another biggie is that I don't need to know the details. You know, I really can be silent strength for you. I don't have to, you know, be full of all the right questions in order to help you find all the right answers. Sometimes I just need to be there. And uh, I believe over time, we create this extremely safe place. Mm-hmm. Like this then feeling. Then they mm-hmm. begin to share and be more vulnerable. When you know, just like the script that we read earlier, you know, I, I, was, I was here for you but you're not talking to me. Mm-hmm. But you see, this, this friendship reunited. It took some time, Yeah. but it re- reunited over time. Yeah. And I think, um, I, I think that's the, the test of, of a true friendship. Yeah, yeah, a true relationship. So true. That's really good, Bob. And just that feeling of security, support, and acceptance that I can give to someone without fixing their problems and just letting them be their authentic self and work through their pain and struggle. And they have a place where there's access and a space for their individuality and, and, and their expression, you know? And so I am so grateful that we get to do that because we started out this podcast saying, what is my role? What is my responsibility? And I think, I don't feel like we want to have like actual black and white answers. We're just working our way through this ourselves to really understand what are my tendencies with my personality and what can I do to grow? Where there's always something that I can do to be more loving in a way where it lands for those around me. And ultimately, you know, I always, as I said, I mentioned this already today, life is like a path, but ultimately God is my wisdom in how to be a mom, how to be a wife, how to be a friend, how to be um, there for, for you, my listener. We, we take these podcasts really close to, they're very close to our heart because we want to offer you something that's going to be life-changing for you, something that will really help to answer questions that have been sort of walking, you know, whatever those questions that are hanging on you. And ultimately, it really is the Lord is our source. He's the one that guides you along the best pathway for your life. And he's advising you and he's watching over you. He's paying special attention to you and he's imparting his instruction, his understanding to your mind. And he's filling your spirit with his heavenly wisdom um, so that you can get to a great place of success in your relationships and a place of loving. And I just wanted to really share that with you and speak that into your life. So in closing, I just want to reiterate a thought that I had at the beginning of the podcast, and and it has to do with desire, because where there's desire, you will discover a reward. And so it's I believe that it's important for us to be able to articulate our personal desires, because all of this, I believe, today is simply because I want a relationship with you. You know, I want you in my life, and uh, I don't want you to—I don't want you to to suffer any further or any more pain. You know, pain is is horrible. Um, we avoid pain at all costs, 
But in the process and journey, I'm not just going to take a, or bring a Band-Aid along and just try to patch it up for you. But what I'm really longing and yearning for is this real close relationship with you. Desire is life. And without desire, we're like the walking dead. So what is the desire that you have? Because desire is like an engine that motivates us and brings passion, but it always results in action. Desire is a fuel. For example, a marriage that thrives is one that is full of desire and passion. So with this newfound ability to be able to hold one another in each other's pain, there's a lifelong desire of passion for you. And with that, I'm willing to take as long as it takes, simply because I believe that you're worth it. Mm-hmm. In today's podcast, that's, that's my hope for your heart, is that for those that are in your life, that when you love them, you're bringing a depth of value to their life. Mm-hmm. We are not just going to minimize their pain or what they're going through and kind of wish it away, and let's just get past it. But rather, we're going to mature through this together where we can come out the other side with a greater authority and reward for our life. I'm just really believing that clarity is happening for you when it comes to your role, your responsibility in loving others, knowing your own personality and your tendencies, and knowing that ultimately God is with you. He's guiding you. His wisdom is there. And I really believe that um, you're being instructed by God on the best way to love those around you. And we're just living life with you. We're just on this journey together with you. And I hope you feel our love today. I hope that you feel our encouragement, that we know that when, when you love, you don't lose. And just loving others without controlling them, fixing them, managing all those things, when you do all of that, when you just love those around you and give them that sense of belonging and value, yeah. I really believe that, mm-hmm. that things will all work out. And we don't have to be freaked out. This is not the end of right. the story. Right. Yeah. yeah so I'm, very I'm very thankful very for good. how this podcast has gone. And we just really okay. love you and appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for taking yeah, this journey with us. For letting us walk this out wow. with us. <laughs> <laughs> You're so patient. Yes. We All appreciate right. you. Have we, a wonderful week, everyone. And we'll everyone. see you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Okay,